Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident. And Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa, no matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. Present Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa Today. I'm John Bain, author of Christie's Journey, The Beat Goes On, and your host on today's episode. I'm visiting with Stephen Swaffer of Swaffer Welding in Brighton, Iowa. Stephen, welcome to the program. How are you doing, John? I am doing great. And yourself, sir? I'm doing well. Awesome. (laughs) Well, Stephen owns and operates a successful welding business in Brighton, and we're right here at Swaffer Welding today. He is also a member of the Washington Fire Department and a member of the Washington County Ambulance Service. You are a busy young man, sir. Yes, yeah. Most days. Most days. Yeah. Well, I appreciate your time today, taking the time to uh, to visit with us. Um, I'm just going to start out with some of the basics. How long have, has uh, Swaffer Welding been here? When did you start the business? I started it in um, 2013, spring of 2013. I just uh, bought a welder, put it in the back of my truck, and started going and doing mobile repair. Been full-time at this location since 2019. Um, or yeah, 2018, October, 2018. So going on, uh, just finished four years full time and, uh, yeah, just grown over the years into what it is. What all, what all it goes on here. Yeah. So the main thing we do is we manufacture for, uh, two companies, one here locally, one up in Michigan. Uh, so we do everything from plate steel, CNC plasma, cut it, uh, bend it, weld it, powder coat it and ship it on trucks to Michigan or locally here. Um, then also we do ag repair, uh, farm, you know, go out on the farms, fix elevators, things like that. And then, uh, do some custom fabrication, some for local companies, railings, things like that. Um, that's a lot smaller part of our business, but, um, yeah, mainly manufacturing. And then we do a little bit of the repair side of things as well. So, so if you are, uh, Someone that's not in the uh, manufacturing world, uh, they sh- you should not be intimidated that you are. They should be able to say – they should realize that, hey, they can come to you for anything basically. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we'll do uh, – generally speaking, the only thing I really shy away from doing is artwork. Um, from, a, from a time standpoint, it just takes so much time to stop production to go do little things. Um, but we do – but we'll do anything. I mean I have people all the time in the summertime, they – bring their little lawnmowers up here and we weld the wheels back on or whatever they break, you know, um, you know, little jobs like that. We're always from that to the, you know, tens of thousands of dollars jobs. None of it's, you know, it's not really a problem either way. So sometimes it might take a little longer to get to your project if it's really small or, uh, whatever. But I always tell people if you, uh, come in and schedule with me, cause I get people all the time, Oh, whatever fits in your schedule. Well, it's never going to fit in the schedule. So come in say, Hey, I need this, you know, whatever. We'll set up a time and, uh, you know, Thursday at three o'clock, you bring it by, we'll zap it together and, and bring it by at Thursday at three o'clock. Exactly. You know, it's always good when people are on time. So (laughs) exactly. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's one of those things. It's amazing. They go to all that work. They understand the process. And I'm not saying this happens with your customers, but I've seen it in other businesses you get it all set up and then they get, they don't get around to it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My least uh, favorite thing and all of my guys would agree is, uh, you know, we get somebody that's like, Oh, I got to have it at, I got to have it this week. So we drop what we're doing and this goes manufacturing too. It happens sometimes Mm -hmm. not so much with who we have now, but in the past we'd have people that got to have it by this day, you know, or whatever. And so we drop everything and we cram to get it done or guys stay late or 
whatever, come in on a Saturday and um, then it sits here for two weeks. And it's just like, <laughs> look, you know, it just kind of puts you in a, a little bit of a frustration mood. Cause it's sure. like, you know, I expect, you know, respect our time and respect our lives. We all have, every person here has kids, uh, families at home that, you know, we try to, one of the things that I value, and we might talk about this later, but mm-hmm. I value really hard with my company is, uh, my fam, family's important. So my guys, I got, a, I've had, I have two guys out right now. Both of them have sick kids. We're on a crunch for a semi, but I'm not, you know, to get shipped up to Michigan before Christmas and, uh, it doesn't matter. You know, their kids are sick. They got families to take care of. I'm not going to expect them to go try to find babysitters and everything else just because, hey, we got to make a dollar. And, uh, you know, we never work Sundays. Um, I'll do emergency repair work on a Sunday if, you know, if it's in harvest or spring. It's going to cost. But I'll come in and do it. But I don't expect my guys to come in and work on the, you know, Saturdays, Sundays are protected for those guys as much as absolutely possible. And uh, so I, that's where the level I respect my employees. And then when somebody comes in and they drop stuff off and then they don't come pick it up when they scream that they got to have it or whatever, it just kind of turns you off a little bit. But so that's one thing everybody can do, I feel like, to is, you know, people want to be respected in life. And one way to be, you got to give respect if you're going to get it. So anyway, that's exactly. a little uh, soapbox, I guess, there. But Well, it was a great, yeah. <laughs> great speech. Now, uh, how many uh, employees do you have currently? I have three full-time, um, and then my nephew is at college. Uh, he's actually out here working right now. He's home on Christmas break. So when he comes back, he'll be here full-time again. Um, he's going to school for welding. So um, got those four, and then I've got two part-time guys that come in, and they'll powder coat a load on the weekend or uh, just whatever. You know, if we need something last minute, they'll come in and do it. And that's kind of on their own, you know, if they can or if they want to kind of deal. So, and we need them, of course. Sure, so, sure. Yeah. Now, uh, to get a hold of you, do you? what's the best way to, to, to get a hold of Swaffer Welding? So you can call my numbers, 319-621-6436. You can Google it. Uh, we have Google listings and Facebook page. The best thing is if you call me is to leave a message if you, because a lot of times, I mean, this day and age, everybody's phone's ringing all the time with spam callers. Yeah. And I try to pay attention. And if it's somebody that I'm uh, able to, uh, you know, I recognize as a local number, I'll answer it and take the risk, so to speak. Yeah. But also, you know, you mentioned I work on the ambulance. So a lot of, you know, like yesterday, I was on the ambulance all day, 16 hours. Um, I may not be able to answer the phone, you know. So if you leave me a message in between calls or whatever, I'll absolutely get back to somebody. So that's really that's the that's the best way, um, or just stop by. You know, you can always stop by, and if I'm here, great. If not, one of the guys will fill out a form. Uh, we have a form here that, with your project and your number and everything like that, and I'll get back to you when I get back in the office. And he really does, people, because uh, I stopped by last week, and uh, he was he was out, but uh, the guys here were working hard, and uh, here I am today having a conversation with him. Yep. <laughs> so that's a great thing. Uh, you mentioned family and everything, and I want to get to that in a moment, but I also want to know some of the pros and cons of owning your own business. Well, I would definitely say the pros are, you know, you know, one the, the common thing everybody always says is, well, hey, if you're self-employed, you can work when you want. And that's not really 100% the case, or hey, you're your own boss. So really, everybody that works, every employee that you have and every uh, customer you have, those are your bosses at the end of the day. And it's kind of weird, you know, employees are your boss, but... I owe it to those guys, you know, to produce every day, you know, their mortgages and their grocery bills, they, they are on me. So the pros are some flexibility. Um, you can't just take off all the time. You're not going to have a business. Um, but you know, if you want to go 
you know, like when I go do, you mentioned earlier, my submission work and stuff like that, I can go take a week and go somewhere or, uh, like yesterday, all day I was at, at the AMS. So I'm able to have a kind of a dual career, um, in EMS plus this, and then, uh, some flexibility, you know, if I need to, you always end up paying for it somewhere, you know, you don't get to take 40 hours off as the owner of the company and not pick up the hours somewhere else. But, um, there's that pro I feel like too, you can kind of control your own, um, income level to an extent. Basically you work as hard as you want. As long as you're smart with your money and you manage your cash flow and all things like that, you have that, uh, ability of, Hey, you know, I need an extra whatever, because I had this bill come up. You can usually find the work somewhere and you may have to take some work you don't want to do, but the work is there. Um, you know, frankly, to get where I started, I had to take a lot of work and I did the work nobody else wanted to do to get to the point where now I'm like, Hey, I don't want to do artwork. You know, before it was, Hey, you know, if you're paying your, if your cash is green, I'm going to take it, you know, and even if it's blue or something, you know, (laughs) um, but, uh, the, you know, pros, I feel like you get to go to, go to bed every night and you realize like, Hey, you know, I'm doing something, you know, you can look at yourself and say, you know, this life has uh, more purpose than just getting up, paying your bills and going to bed. And there's no, there's a lot more purpose as a Christian. Um, I feel like as well in life, but, um, as far as on a secular, simple level, I worked in a factory, you know, I worked at Modine in Washington for two and a half years and my dad worked there for most of my childhood. And, um, I worked with a lot of great men in there, you know, guys that they worked hard, they took care of their families. Um, they were skilled, you know, but you also work with the people that just show up, they kind of half do the work, you know, whatever. And they go home and it's just kind of like, I don't understand that mentality. And so getting to see, um, getting to know like, Hey, I got up and I produced that, you know, my company, I built it. I started from a welder in the back of a rusty F-150 as I like to tell people, uh, it's literally how it started. And I thought it was a huge deal. The first time I went to the bank and I was like, Hey, I need to borrow $4,000 to buy this engine drive welder. And, uh, now I laugh because my steel bill is less is never, I mean, that's like a 10th of my steel bill every month almost. And, uh, you know, I laugh at that, but I can look back and say, Hey, you know, not just through my own work. I mean, God's been good to me. God's blessed me, um, over the years. Absolutely no denying it. Um, I'm nothing special and I don't have a, I don't have an ounce of business education except the school hard knocks of, Hey, you just screwed up. You better figure out how to fix it kind of deal. Um, so that's a, a pro to me is just that, uh, fulfillment, I guess, that, uh, knowledge of, Hey, you know, I'm taking care of these four guys, you know, I'm providing for their families. Cons, um, stress levels through the roof, man. A lot of times, you know, you, you, again, it's the same, it's kind of like a pros and cons are the same thing. Cause I got four guys that rely on me. Um, you know, one's college education and three of them got families. They got mortgages, they got groceries, they've got car payments and insurance and doctor bills and sick kids that they probably are taking to the hospital to get checked out, you know, and those, all the, all of that stuff falls on me. Um, there's that, uh, stress from that. And then trying to balance that work, life, home, church, uh, fun, you know, volunteer, whatever, you got to balance all that stuff. And it's, it's good in some ways because it teaches you so much. It grows your character. Um, and it teaches you how to manage all that stuff. Or if you don't, you'll fail. But at the same time, it's it's a lot on your shoulders. You know, it's a lot to wake up every day. And, uh, you know, realize that, hey, if I don't 
come through for these guys or I don't come through for my customers, you know, because even I look at that as I have customers, they rely solely on me to provide their product. And if we have a failure, I had a meeting, I've had two meetings in the last two weeks. One was really good. One was frustrating. Um, one was meeting with a customer and he was like, Hey, you know, we manufacture for, and he's like, yeah, this is really good. And we're talking about the future and we're excited and want to double production and add some new products. And it's just really good, which also is a whole nother level of stress of like, okay, well, do we have enough buildings? Do we have enough space? Do we have enough people? Do we have enough equipment? Whatever. And then have another customer that's like, you know, Hey, we built their proprietary parts. Some of their proprietary, most proprietary, their business hinges on this uh, product. And uh, we had a batch of them that were went out. They were built by somebody that no longer works here. Um, and we only build like 50 of these a year, give or take. But about five of them went out that are having issues in the fields. And the problem is these are not cheap parts. They're complicated. Um, and we're having some issues with them. And it's like, you know, now their name is affected a little bit, you know. So there's that negative of you're responsible. That responsibility is a heavy burden to bear. Um, your family takes some toll, um, especially in the early days. If you're going to start a business and you're going to be successful, you know, I look back um, in 2016, 17, 18, early 18, I was uh, driving a truck for a company up in Wellman. Absolutely loved it. Learned a lot from the boss there and the other employees. And um, I always like to say, you know, when you look back at your past job, any life experience, you can learn from the good and the bad, you know. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, this employment was at this company was really good and I learned a lot of very positive things there. But I was working there 50, 60 hours a week driving a truck. And then I'd get off work, come home, eat supper, drive down to my shop here. I was renting about half of it. My dad used to own this building and I was renting half of the back shop from him. And, uh, he, uh, I'd come down here and I'd put about 20 hours in down here. Um, I'd back my truck up to the door, throw my cables under the door in the winter time and weld into the night and then get home about two, three in the morning and get a few hours sleep go drive truck again. So, um, you know, that was, it wasn't necessarily every week, but it was a lot. It was to the point where I knew I was going to have to make a choice. And, uh, so there is that, you know, you're going to sacrifice, especially in the early days. And there's still, you know, everybody always says, you know, well, it must be nice to, you know, you know, when I take off, if I leave at Friday at two o'clock and it's like, yeah, to go hunting or something. Right. right. Um, but they don't see the times where, you know, I left last Monday at 4 a.m., and I drove round trip to Michigan and back to deliver parts because my truck fell through um, and they needed parts. So I drive up there, have a meeting, do all the stuff. I get home at late at night. People don't see that, you know, they don't, you don't equate that. And then same thing with the guys here, you know, sometimes they get off at a lot of, two of the guys here work four days a week typically. So usually have Fridays off, but they're here at 5 a.m., 6 a.m. in the morning and they'll work till 10 or whatever. You're not 10, uh, they'll work 10 hour days, you know. Um, you know, there's always that sacrifice, you know, you're going to have somewhere. So there's it, pros and cons. I guess It's all about perspective, isn't it? it? Is. And it just depends on how you look at it. You know, um, literally, you know, you can look at things, anything can be looked in life negatively or positively. And I try to not focus so much on things like the stress about it. And I look at it as, you know, Hey, I'm blessed to be able to have that pressure of, you know, I'm blessed to have some great guys, you know, in the world where it's hard to find good employees, I've got some quality guys. I mean, you said to yourself, you stopped in the other day and they're here cranking it out. I wasn't here at all day yesterday. They cranked stuff out. Um, I got here late today. I worked late last night. I got off, uh, didn't end up leaving the ambulance till around 11 and 11 PM. And I got home and anyway, long story short, by the time you wind down and all that, I got here about nine o'clock today and 
service truck was gone. Somebody was going to fill up gas because it needed to get done. You know, uh, mm-hmm. welding gas go get it down in Fairfield, and um, you know they just they figure out how to get crap done, and it's great. So <laughs> yeah, that is great. Now. Um, with your involvement with the uh, the fire department, one thing that I I uh, have found out a piece of information I may not have it completely correct. He's giving me a look like, oh my gosh, what's he going <laughs> to ask me? Now you have a piece of equipment on your fire helmet that comes from a relative, I believe. Yeah, I do. Um, it's actually well, it's laying here right now. It's oh. this. Uh, uh, it's a streamlight. Um, I can't remember the model number. It's a flashlight, basically mounts on the side of your helmet. One of my uncles down in, um, he lives in Missouri now. He's a crane operator in the union down there, but uh, he was a firefighter for several years. And um, when he retired from that, he uh, sent me this up here and I wear it. I was just down. Um, How cool is that? That's, it's, that's it's really, really cool to me. Yeah. To, and the reason why it's not on my helmet right now is I just switched departments and uh, this one, and it has a dead battery. So okay. I uh, took it off that helmet. I'm still on, I guess, kind of getting a little, little bit of the weeds here, but. I'm actually on two fire departments. I stayed daytime down here, but I'm currently on leave of absence just because I'm in a huge transition, moving uh, moving from one town to the next and mm-hmm. uh, moving from down here in Brighton up to Washington. And um, So to just kind of take one thing off of my plate, I took a leave of absence from Brighton. And um, so anyways, it's uh, that's why it's not on my helmet right now. It's a transition period or whatever. But anyway, I was uh, down in... Uh, Two weeks ago, I think it was about two weeks ago, I was down in Arkansas for my uncle, uh, one of my uncles, not the same uncle, but um, he was a fire chief down in down there in Arkansas in Oak Grove for um, a bunch of years, and uh, one of his best friends died suddenly, 39 years old, wow. um, just died. Uh, they think of P uh, pulmonary embolism, which is like a blood clot in your lungs, and uh, anyway, so I drove down for the funeral just to be supportive and stuff, and. We, I didn't know it, but then the uncle that gave me this flashlight uh, was working locally. Um, like I say, works for the union in the union and dirt, travels around doing millwright work. And um, he uh, showed up at the funeral too. And so the three of us got a picture together. It was a really special moment of uh, getting to be there and, mm-hmm. um, you know, kind of experience something somber but also an, a huge honor, you know. And it's, it's, a, it's more than just relations with your uncle it's a brotherhood oh yeah absolutely that's one of the coolest things um i and i put in a post and you probably i think you did see it uh i liked it or whatever on Mm -hmm. facebook but um my profile picture is of me and my three uncle or my two uncles and it's one of those things where you know that it seems almost cliche you know everybody says oh you know your brotherhood or whatever but uh, my uncle my uncles and i have gotten really close just from that bond of you know we're sitting around i drove down and surprised my other uncle uh, the one with the had this the fire chief put it that way Mm -hmm. and uh so he his daughter helped me get him to a restaurant and i was sitting there when he walked in and it was kind of a special moment he uh you know we're sitting around we can talk about shared experiences we're two we're we're uh you know he's in northern arkansas i'm here in southeast iowa but as much as it's the difference the same you know last week i was uh, spent a lot of time talking to a former uh, firefighter um, he was, he's retired. He hurt his back out in California, Northern California, San, uh, North of San Francisco area. Um, so bigger city, uh, he did some wildland for, for several years and we were talking, you know, and it's been 20 years since he was doing it wow. as a career. And, uh, but we were talking about how as much as it's the same, as much as difference as it is between West coast to the Midwest, 
it's still the same stuff. You know, the same experiences, the same, if you're in the medical side, the same uh, same type of patients. You know, you have everybody from the 2 a.m. stub toes and to the 2 a.m., hey, I, uh, you know, I'm dying, you know, kind of stuff. And you can share those experiences and it's a connection that's deeper than just, uh, you know, hey, buddy, you know, how's it going type of thing. Exactly. So. Now, we've talked about all of this. The the business alone yeah. is is could be overwhelming at times. And then you put on this, this mm-hmm. other work with the fire department and the ambulance service. What in you motivates you to bring yourself to, to what some people would say the edge at some times. I, I have been accused of that. I've been told, uh, I was actually told recently, someone mentioned, someone that was caring, concerned for me said, you know, hey, I feel like maybe you're you're extending yourself too much. And um, in some ways, it can be. Um, but I always joke that, you know, when I work on the ambulance, that's like a day of vacation. <laughs> and people say, well, like how messed up is your life if that's vacation, right? But yeah. Um, the truth of the matter is it always comes down to a balance, you know, and men are really good and there's psychological stuff out there about this and whatever, but we're really good about putting things in boxes. Um, you know, and for me, I can, I can go do that and walk back and it kind of helps, you know, I walk on scene and, you know, everything can be chaos and most times, not every time, but most times you can turn that off and you can almost disassociate yourself from the situation you have to if you're going to think clearly in a high stress medical or fire situation you know you have to be able to disconnect and for me that's i think that plays well into what has helped me be successful in the business side um and also not be overwhelmed with everything is that you know when it's time to be on the ambulance i'm on the ambulance now that doesn't mean in between calls i'm not i was yesterday i was running payroll and ordering parts and things like that in between calls. Um, thankfully I work at a place that allows me to do that. Not every place will. Um, and, uh, you know, you got to respect where you work, you know, but they're thankfully, you know, as long as the jobs that we have are tasked with every day, um, you know, yesterday was quite, there was some other things I was helping mount some computers and different things going on around down there. When I got all that done, you know, it was okay. I got a little bit of time here and nothing's kicked out yet as far as a call goes so I sit down and ran payroll and just different things like that you know so you kind of take advantage of those but the biggest thing is you got to be organized in your life um, and disciplined so get up when you're supposed to get up go to bed when you're supposed to go to bed um, when it's time to be at the ambulance you work at the ambulance when it's time to when the fire when the pager goes off and you get called to a fire you go deal with the fire and when you get done you come back and you deal with the rest um if you uh, look at uh, everything in one big thing, you know, what's the, the, the old uh, saying is, how do you eat an elephant? It's just one bite at a time. Exactly. Right? You yeah. know? And if you look at life and you say, man, you, how do you do this and this and this and this? And how do you keep it all straight? And it's like, well, some days you don't. Some days it does get overwhelming. But you got to take a step back and mentally put things in their appropriate box. And even when it comes down to... Uh, there's a pastor one time, my pastor years ago said, you got to schedule your worry time, you know? And so, uh, that's how you, you know, when you kind of get to these, uh, times when you're overwhelmed and you're swamped and, you know, Hey, we're having a bunch of problems with these parts, you know, we launched and it never fails. You launch a new product. You're going to have fitment issues. You cannot, even though we have tractor here that we test fit everything on, uh, one of our biggest product lines is a bunch of subcompact tractor implements. So we, but we have one tractor. And a man down the street here has the same exact tractor, and they're not the same. Yeah. I mean, there's there's variances. 
um, we had a f- tractor in Michigan that was, or in uh, Florida, that we sent we sent three buckets to them. Um, we were thinking we had shipping issues, damage, stuff like that. Um, the third bucket before we sent it down there, I had them measure their tractor to from the top of the location points for the quick attach to the center of the pins on a John Deere tractor. Um, and it was a quarter of an inch difference. Wow. One side was a quarter inch lower and compared to my tractor was a quarter. It was a, so we were basically it fit my tractor. Fine. It fit my customer in Michigan. He has several, he tried them on all of his fit. theirs fine. But somehow that tractor's casting was messed up wow. enough that the location. So I had to custom build him a bucket with a quarter inch pin lower than the pin, a quarter inch lower than the rest. Wow. And, uh, you know, to point at that point is like, you know, that can overwhelm you when you're sitting there and you're pumping out thousands of these a year and you're all of a sudden you're having four or five or six back to back to back that are like not fitting or, you know, and it's like, okay, well, what happened? Did we mess something up? Something went wrong. Um, if you let that overwhelm you in the middle of machine breakdowns and ambulance calls and, uh, sick employees or sick employees, kids or whatever, if you try to just look at all of it at one time and taxes and payroll and everything mm-hmm. just overwhelming you, you will quit you will you'll burn out um and then also you gotta take time you know i um i try to take time uh, to go do things that i enjoy to do and get away from it all so this year i didn't do near as much as i normally do because i got injured uh, in an accident but a lot of times i go out and i try to hunt quite a bit bow hunt in october november and um yes it's time that takes to go do something but it's also time i get out there and my phone's not it's on do not disturb and i'm sitting there and I'm just watching, you know, and I can kind of relax and spend a lot of time praying and just thinking. And A lot of that goes on in a deer, deer stand, doesn't it? I believe it? it does, you know, and actually one of the ideas that's kind of a funny story, deer hunting kind of helped save my business when I first went full-time. Um, I was sitting in a tree stand, and we had just started when I went full-time, bought a company. I bought a brake press, my the one we still have, and it came with a customer. So... Uh, like you know, the work kind of was a tied tied in with it. it was a one bulk purchase deal, mm-hmm. and we did one order, and it was at the time you know it was a massive order. It was I think forty eight thousand or something like that in product, and it was like twenty grand profit, whatever. And uh, I was like, man, this is gonna be great. You know, I was all excited, and then nothing for over a month. Huh. And uh, I called and I was you know I was trying to figure out hey what's going on you know whatever, and they said well. We didn't know that the business was that our you know we were being sold to somebody else, and we're nervous about that. And then there's some things that aren't right on this, and I had no idea. And it wasn't even like our issue that was right with what we did, but we were outsourcing the powder coating at the time, and the powder coating had a, a texture to it, an anti-slip, and it wasn't being applied properly. And so the ramps were these were ramps for mini barns, and they were uh, slick. They would you know they were just like you might as well be walking on ice, yeah. and. Uh, they were like, well, you know, if we're just, we're not sure we're going to keep outsourcing that to you guys when we know we can get them powder coated correctly here. And I was like, okay. So I'm like, well, now what am I going to do? So I was sitting in my tree stand, you know, I was like, I don't know, man, it's stressing me out. And I was like, well, what if I made you an aluminum ramp that didn't need to be powder coated? And they said, well, I called him in the tree stand. I wasn't having any luck that day anyway, and I was overwhelmed. So I called him in the tree stand. I'm sitting there and said, hey, what's, what if I did this? And he said, uh, well, I've had it tried before. And it didn't work out. But if you can, bring it here the week before Thanksgiving. He gave, I forget what the date was, but he gave me a date. He said, you bring it here by this date, and we'll talk. So I did. I went I went to the drawing board, and I, you know, I took what I knew from 
manufacturing when I worked at Modine and how things were built there. And I took what I knew from, you know, geometry and algebra and different things I designed. I worked for, uh, in high school, I worked for a company building food grade stainless steel stuff. That's kind of how I got into welding and stuff uh, years ago. But I took what I knew from structural design and looked at how bridges were built and what geometric shapes were strongest and things like that and designed an aluminum ramp that we took over there. And it went through several iterations before we were done. But when we took it over there to test them, we put 3,000 pounds on a 4 by 4 block in the middle of that ramp, and it didn't even bend an eighth of an inch. And they were so impressed that they ordered a ton of them right away, and we we rolled with that for well over almost two years just off of that company. So that was a productive uh, deer hunt. It was a productive deer hunt. So and that's what I'm getting back, you know, getting back to how to, you know, scheduling that time and getting out and doing something that you enjoy. Um, I, uh, well, I don't anymore because I wrecked it, my injury, but I had a side-by-side and I'd go out a couple times a year, go uh, with friends and go ride. We went in August to South Dakota, rode the Black Hills and Mount Rushmore and all that. Um, you know, and go on weekends and get away. And like I said, don't work, try not to work Saturdays or Sundays and take time to recharge in between, you know, the weeks on that you're here Monday through Friday, putting it in 110%. Um, that's how you got to keep from getting overwhelmed. And, not- and, and one other. It's amazing uh, how, how busy you are, sir, and how, uh, how effective and successful you've been. And I commend you for that. I also want to, uh, just mention to the folks in southeast Iowa, if you ever need any fabrication work or welding, I, he, he didn't do this to do a commercial for his business. He did this as a favor to me to have a conversation that we can share with you, the listeners of Round Guy Radio. But I highly recommend you, you reach out to Swaffer Welding. Steven, is there, we talked about a lot of things. Is there anything I should have asked you that I didn't? I mean, I think we covered it pretty well. Um, you know, it's, it's always an honor to get to enjoy. I love getting to talk to young people, especially people that are interested in starting a business, right? Um, I'm nothing special. You know, it's comes down to the American dream, man. If you want it, I don't care if you're black, pink, purple, orange, or green. You know, if you want it, it's it's available. You, you know, work ethic, and yes, some people might have it a little bit harder than others where you live, your challenges, but uh, you work hard enough, you know, and you you know, you have character and you're an honest and upright person, you'll go far in life, you know, and that's important, you know, so. Yeah, uh, this this gentleman I'm speaking to is is not, not as old as me, but he's got a lot of wisdom, and I appreciate the time and, and the conversation today, Stephen. Sure. Thank you for being a part of the show. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thanks for having me. This has been Southeast Iowa Today, Round Guy Radio Southeast Iowa Today, and it's brought to you by Griner Auto Body of Washington, Iowa, using state-of-the-art techniques and decades of experience to get your car back on the road after an accident, and Car Doctor of Washington, Iowa. No matter who Frankensteined it, they can fix and clean and customize it. I'm John Bain, your host, and I appreciate you checking us out.